You might remember about a month or so ago we were in Christchurch for the Itipu Farming Conference and one of the people on the fibre panel that I chaired was Guy Wills from New Zealand Natural Fibres. I found him really interesting because he was talking about the wonder crop hemp and we're going to talk about hemp today with the New Zealand chair of the Hemp Industries Association. His name is Richard Barge. Now, Richard, do you guys have like an image issue with hemp, getting away from the wacky, backy, bearded, hippie sort of image of the crop? (laughs) (laughs) Jamie, you've you've nailed it straight off the bat. Um, Yes, we do. Um, That perception when people hear about hemp and uh, if they make the connection to marijuana and those hippies that you've just mentioned, yeah, it's a tremendous problem and, and, uh, and a real barrier to our entry because there's lots of other really exciting things that low THC industrial hemp can do. It is a bit of a wonder crop because you can use it for fibre, food, right? Yes, both both of those. So the fibre, so a plant that can feed, clothe and house you is a pretty special plant. And this is something that grows in, in our farming rotations very well over the summer period. So in a short growing season, it can produce a lot of fibre, a lot of seed for food, um, and can be really great for your soil and your um, you know, lifting heavy metals and phytoremediation aspects as well. Now, why can't you feed the leftovers to animals? Uh, that's a problem that we've got. Um, the reason is there's a perceived risk that THC, which is a controlled drug, or CBD, prescription medicine, um, metabolites remain in milk or meat products that are then exported into sensitive export markets. So that perceived risk is our major problem. So um, if Singapore heard that we were feeding hemp to um, a a dairy farmer, um, they may turn around and say, no, we don't want to receive any more of your milk products. And yet we've got uh, our mutual friend, Blair Blocker-Drysdale down there in Balfour and Southland. He's growing the hemp and he's he's pressing the seeds for the oil and then that's a health supplement, so it's okay for humans to take. That's right, and that that law change took 20 years to happen and that um, came about in 2018. And so we finally got access to the hemp for human foods and... Prior to that, it was only ever used as an animal food. So we, um, it's yeah, just a crazy situation. But um, we need to work with the people at MPI. This is the ACVM, the Agricultural Compounds Veterinary Medicines people, to to provide some information and science to help them get over it. Because we need that as part of a super economy. We need the economics from the whole the revenues from the whole plant. So it's important that we have access to that market and and it's important for that market as well. I mean, this is a wonderful product to feed to animals. You know, you'd reduce vet bills because you'd have healthier animals, the same as humans uh, getting benefits from eating hemp seed. Well, you've mentioned it can feed you, it can clothe you and it can house you. And one of the interesting take-homes I got from Guy Wills was what a great building product it is. Yes, that's very exciting because it has the potential to help scale the industry. What we're talking about there is using the herd, which is the um, one of the components in the stem of the plant, the other component being the bass fibres. But going back to the herd, these are very high in cellulose and they mix it with a lime solution and it makes a product called hempcrete, which is a, a, a substitute for concrete and really can, you know, in one sort of pour can make a, a building material that's both a cladding on one side and an insulation on the other. I also understand that hemp grows pretty well like right around the country. 
Yes, it does. You know, we've, we're blessed in our latitudes um, that uh, we're very similar to where the northern hemisphere hemp crops have traditionally been grown. So it would grow from anywhere from the top of the North Island to the bottom of the South Island. So it's a wonderful crop like that. But you've got to really consider what you're going to grow for. Is it for a fibre crop? a seed crop or is it a horticultural use where we're growing for a health and wellness industry and that's making use of the cannabinoids, terpenes and flavonoids which is something that we haven't discussed when we've been talking about just the seed and fibre. Were you also throwing out there that it's very good for uh, carbon sequestration? Yes, environmentally it's it's got some real major potential there as um, also to you know, help clean and condition soils. So these are all topics that we really need to understand what's the effect on follow-up crops specifically in New Zealand. So these are topics that will all be discussed at the upcoming IHEMP Summit in August and that's a very exciting opportunity for people to hear about some of the gaps in the value chain and how they may get involved in the industry to, to plug those gaps. Well, let me give you a shameless plug for your conference coming up, <laughs> Richard because you, you said uh, you'd come on the show today if I gave you a shameless plug. So this iHemp Summit is happening, as I said, 24-25 August. There's a website. People can get all the information. What's that website? That's the hempsummit.nz, and that's in Christchurch, so www.hempsummit.nz. All righty Richard Barge, a New Zealand Hemp Industry Association Chair. Thanks for your time today on The Country. Jamie, thank you. Thank you for your listeners as well for their attention too. Looking forward to hearing them and seeing them at the summit. Yep, and that summit, thank you, Richard, is uh, August 24 to 25 in Christchurch.